hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Hello and welcome to A Hamster with a Blunt Pen Knife. Uh, this is a brand new Doctor Who podcast. Um, they're doing essentially doing Doctor Who commentaries with um, lots of different uh, guests that I have coming on. Uh, so my guest today is Mark from To Watch Who. Hello, Mark. Hello. And uh, before we start, and before you tell us what story that you have chosen, you've chosen an amazing story for the first uh, commentary. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your podcast and the podcast that you put out? All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, to watch who uh, is essentially uh, myself, a fan of twenty six ish years, uh, watching Doctor Who with uh, my friend Sarah, who has never seen Doctor Who before and doesn't really know much about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we started right from the beginning. <clears throat> the first doctor mm. uh, and we're, we're making our way through we sort of just started uh, the second doctor uh, recently so she's doing really well is she as uh, keen as she was when she started sorry is she as keen as she was when she started like having worked her way through hartnell oh do you know what i think yeah i think so well she got through the web planet i mean that was a that was mm. a big hurdle so uh, <laughs> she do you think that was her We've biggest got quite a long journey to go on was that her biggest struggle every, every episode we get through is another one down is another one I'm like <laughs> yes <laughs> we've done it we've achieved something uh, what's amazing <laughs> is when you're when you guys are doing this the stories that she really loves are not the typical stories that people love the keys of marinus the space museum and the underwater menace well i think that's the she's coming from like not knowing anything and i think some stories you do have that sort of fan opinion in the back of your mind so yeah. which i do sometimes yeah. so when i'm watching them again with her i'm i'm you know i love the keys of marinus now i, I never thought i would say that before <laughs> we did the podcast <laughs> so uh, i'm discovering things as well as we go along do you love the underwater menace now it's you know what it's not it's not bad oh, is it it's great fun after that yeah it's um yeah Ben and no. Jamie are in wetsuits, so I can't complain. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so why don't you tell us then uh, what story you have chosen today for us to, to watch? Okay, I have chosen the Android Invasion. What? Uh, so, oh, yeah, I, I mean, it's probably not as loved as the other stories in season 13. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's surrounded by some, you know, big classic stories that everyone talks about and everyone loves. But I really like this. This is my favourite. Actually, I, this is my favourite Tom Baker story. There we are. I've said that, it. that is that is a huge <laughs> statement to make when you think of those big Tom Baker classics. Um, why is that? Do you know what? I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. I love. I sort of love the the concept because it's it, you know it's riffing off Invasion of the Body Snatchers, so uh, I really like you know the film you know those those films and there's a seventies Body Snatchers film that I love, and it's sort of got that it still fits within season thirteen in the sort of Hammer yeah, style, you know, style of story, but I think it's a bit uh, all the others are quite dark, you know, um, Brain of Morbius, it's all studio bound. Mm -hmm a bit dark you know they're great stories and i love them as well but this one it's got some great location footage you've got that village that classic sort of doctor who village something's going on do you think that you um know? that barry let's brings uh something yeah. unique to it 
like uh, we were talking uh, before we started here um uh you know you were saying about um john pertwee and how sometimes you can struggle a little bit with john pertwee this is very much like a john pertwee story told in tom baker's time but barry letts brings a lot of that kind of uh escapist john pertwee kind of stuff with his direction doesn't he yeah maybe maybe that's it yeah it's a bit of a uh third doctor reunion in a way uh with, with unit and and terry nation writing it as well yeah you know it's it's very it does um have a bit of a throwback to it doesn't it and but i, I, I just really like it i just think it's fun or oh, doctor who should always be fun <laughs> so okay so great moments as well shall we get started then i'm going to count as in go. are you are you ready to go i'm ready yeah yeah me too okay so i'm going to count us down in five four three two go for it there we go there we go right just as a point i think this is still the best title sequence oh yeah definitely yeah and this is the um only the second story that terry nation's written without the daleks in what's the other one? Keith oh, the mariners. mariners of course yeah oh i love this opening but i love i love a terry nation part one it's my favorite he kind of gets he gets all of these uh he does like he does like mystery and suspense really well okay dudley simpson's going mad on his uh music here <laughs> as he always does oh there's a rare use of blood there as well okay this the fourth doctor and sarah are they the ultimate Doctor Who, Doctor and Companion team? Do you know what? I think they, them in this season here, this is peak Tom yeah. Baker and peak classic Doctor Who, I think. Although I find there's something a little bit subdued about Tom Baker in this story in parts, but I think, it, didn't he have like an accident uh, when he jumps in a pond? And he's got like a bit, he's got like a bit of a sore throat. Yeah, he, he gets in a pond later, doesn't he? Yeah, I seem to remember hearing in like the behind the scenes that he um, he got like a throat infection, and you can kind of tell. Mm, yeah, he's a bit. He's got a bit of a gravel to him. Uh, ginger pop, yay or nay? Oh, it's going to have to be nay, unfortunately. Oh, I love the stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle a pint, but. <laughs> Oh man, Elizabeth Slayton is so beautiful, isn't she? As well, they they play this whole um, like the 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 twist about the artificial Earth. I'm not going to say spoilers because this story is like 40 years old. So if you haven't seen it by now, I don't care. But they play they play that so well because for the first entire two episodes, you have no clue that this is not. The not earth. at all yeah first time i watched this you yeah you know you're right in the, the a terry nation part one this is just a doctor and companion exploring finding sort of odd things what's going on I, yeah and and there's loads of location work in this first episode isn't it like it's it looks yeah. fabulous 
I feel I feel like <laughs> a, at this point in their run, they're like finishing each other's sentences. You know, it's it's so casual. They really come to each other, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. I see. That's slightly. He shouldn't be stand. He shouldn't have been standing there waiting for his cue. He no. just, <laughs> that slightly annoys me. That's there are lots of moments his... in Doctor Who where <laughs> someone's waiting behind the camera to be like, "Right, go." <laughs> Did you know there's actually a sequence in a Doctor Who story where you can see the person like p- pushing the hand down on camera for the person to like actually giving them their cue. Oh, which one's that? That's in the, the first episode of The Green Death, where the guy's down the mine going, help me, help me die! And you can see the person going, go! <laughs> Actually, in shot. Oh, see, these are great as well, aren't they? These uh, space-suited um, androids. Yeah, it's, it's so simple as well. Like I've heard um, comparisons made with this story that it's quite similar to like the Avengers in that it's very filmic and. But well, he... that's Terry Nation. That's yeah. that's how he writes. Oh, because he wrote for the Avengers, didn't he? He was. He. Oh my word, poor yeah. Sarah. <laughs> Joe, it's better than the Five Doctors one, isn't it? <laughs> Nothing it's could be than... worse. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. She's been used to it by then. This, yeah. I think that looks pretty good. I, I'm convinced that that's a, a massive draw. That's fairly, yeah, it looks fairly stiff. Actually, and from this angle, that looks like it could be quite far down. Yeah, it's... In well, the five doctors, well. she could have just got up, though, couldn't she, and walked up that hill. <laughs> oh, this is an amazing yeah. stunt. I think that guy. I recognise him from. I think he's in the Monster of Peladon as a as a miner. He he crops up a few times, doesn't he? Is it really sad if I know his name? I do. <laughs> yeah, is that Max Faulkner? And I think he like appear. If you look for him in every Pertwee story, he's there. Oh really? Yeah, oh, doing right. doing like stunts oh, and various things. That was still an amazing stunt, though, wasn't it? In slow motion. Of course, Tom Baker would be, he'd be like riding high now, wouldn't he? This is what, halfway through his second season? Yeah. Yeah, it's really, this is the first appearance of the grey jacket as well, apparently. Oh, okay. I call it the the oatmeal jacket. (laughs) You see those those, those patches on his arm? They're really in now, aren't they? Like I keep seeing them on jackets everywhere. Yeah. Tom Baker's starting the trends. And the coins, it, I've really found that interesting. Like it's just these little bits that start to add up, you know. Well, let's let's count as it goes. the mysteries. We've got the fellows just jumped off the cliff for no reason yeah, at all. From a unit as well. The freshly minted money. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever this oh, and bizarre thing is. Yeah. Do you notice, have you ever noticed the mattress in this? No. <laughs> so you see the this raisin thing they're in front of. Yeah. So there's nothing in front of it there, right? Uh-huh. When they duck down, there's a mattress for them to lie on. Oh, you see no. it? Oh, Wait, show me. It's really obvious. They, when, they, when they're crouching down, you see he's at the front, he's on a mattress. And you'll see it when they get up, they just leave it there. <laughs> oh, Barry. 
<laughs> oh yeah, the the weird spacesuited people with the uh, finger guns. That's another mystery that needs solving. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's something really like i don't know they can't really do this in the new series can they they just have like a lot of fun running around lots of mysteries lots of build-up like this would all be done in five in two minutes wouldn't it yeah yeah there's just not the time there's something i don't know very Sunday morning, day off work, stick on a four-parter. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Relax into a story rather than. Um... Oh, right. I love the new series, but uh, it's it is all very condensed now. This was like the seventies. I really want to visit this village. Oh, I really too. want to. Where is it? I really it? want to go do, onto that. Do you know where... and be tied on it? Do you know where? <laughs> that is enough about someone, your personal life. Someone tie me up on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you know where it is? I have no clue. Um, East Hagbourne. Okay, you Oxford, you knew that very quickly then. You must have written that down. <laughs> I was looking up. I was like, how far away is it from me? Can I get there? Can I? Where is, oh, where know, is East Hagborn? Is that, is that nearer me? I'm like right on the south coast. Um, it's sort of, it's, I think it's fairly central. Okay. I'll meet you in East Hagborn then. And I will tie you to that yeah. thingy. And so the pub is like... There we go, back in the studio. Yeah, you can really like tell, can't you? That uh, mixture yeah, of film and video is so it? obvious. Yeah, but it's a lovely set, though. Flirtily. Yeah, well, it makes a change from making, you know, Brain of Morbius and and all that. At least the set design, you yeah. know, at least it's fairly straightforward. <laughs> They've got all this in stock, probably. Mm. This is probably nabbed from you know some dreadful soap opera although more freshly minted money oh and there's a isn't there a, a calendar on the wall with like the same date mm, yeah as well a bit later on yeah i mean that's like what's that that's like seven mysteries to solve already and i like you follow you just follow the doctor and companion there's no, nothing else. you don't cut away to anything else you just follow them yeah exploring that always happens in in the terry nation part one <laughs> can we list the tropes happens. of a terry nation part one is there radiation in it oh there is talk of radiation isn't there yeah yeah okay. yeah it, you've got everything yeah it's uh, all of it. it's pretty it's all the same things they're all but is it, i should watch every terry nation part one back to back and just see if it's the yeah. same episode yeah and there won't. There'll be hardly any guest car. I don't think any any of his part ones. Gosh, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, I think of like Planet of the Daleks. It's just and, yeah, Joe, Planet of the Daleks isn't it? is Joe exploring. Death and... of the Daleks is just the Doctor and Sarah exploring. Yeah, like Keys of Marinus, they're just wandering round on their own. Genesis yeah. of the Daleks is it's the Doctor yeah. Sarah and Harry. Yeah, in the court. Yeah. Uh, Destiny. 
Did you just say Destiny? Destiny. Doctor, yeah, Destiny. Doctor Romano just walking around the quarry. Yeah, again. <laughs> and and like all of the Hartnell ones, it's just yeah, you're right. I never yeah, thought about yeah. it like that. Usually with a monster reveal at the climax. Of at the... the end of part one, yeah. Does that happen here? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It, does, yeah, it happens every time. Right, Terry, we're going to give you a, a chance to tell a story without the Daleks. We want you to do something really revolutionary. Okay, right. I've got a great idea. The Doctor and the Companion wander around the village and then a monster's revealed at the end. Great, go for it. It looks really picturesque, that place, doesn't it? Oh, God, I bet it's a lovely place to visit. That's mystery number eight now. The dead, the, the man who died is alive again and walking around. Oh, Sarah's uh, oh, being clumsy. That is like an unfortunate consequence of adventure television, isn't it? That people have to do stupid things like that. I think these extras are great, these guys. They really, you know, you sometimes you always get one that's a bit like, <laughs> Not, but they, they are all very good at being androids, I think. They, they've all sort do, of... Do you think they put that on their CV? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like extremely this. adept at playing an android. I think they're great, all of them. You know, that's a fellow with... Oh, there he is, with the moustache and the glasses. I swear he's in, like, every Avengers episode, that man. I, he's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> he's really, like, rigid. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, and getting down off that truck isn't easy. I don't know why. Every time I just see the two of them together, like in profile, it just makes my heart sing, those two. Mm. And this whole sequence is awesome. This could be from an Avengers episode, this sequence. Okay, come on, let's just see if everybody's... Like one person's just like, oh yeah, that's a bit much to. Oh, they're all great. They all like. Can you see how tight those jeans are? <laughs> Jesus. Seventies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love those um, <clears throat> pine glasses. I've got some of those. Gosh, they're really holding the suspense here, aren't they? Mm. Oh, hang on. We need need to wait 20 seconds because it was 20 seconds to the minute there. They would not have time in the new series to be hanging around for 20 seconds. Oh, that's great, isn't it? I... Is she like, hang on, there's a, there's a smashed glass here. What's uh... like, On your first watch, like, going what did you think was happening? Well, do you know what? If it wasn't called the Android Invasion, oh, it would be even more. <laughs> of they course. always do that, Planet of the Dark. Don't call yeah. it. You know, it, it, it ruins, you know. But at least you get something a bit different, actually, at the end of this. It's not just an Android. It's uh, a, at least a it's different. But yeah. If it wasn't called that, then if it was called, you know, like the village of... Go on. Of, of, I don't know, the village of... <laughs> I 
wasn't there. I swear they were going to call it like uh, the Poseidon Adventure or something like that. As like a terrible riff on the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, there's my cat. Just ignore him. We don't have strangers here. This is, proper, this is a proper Sarah Jane investigates yeah. scene, isn't it? Don't you love as well the fact that they kind of like bring up her investigative journalist past as well? Mm. And she's absolutely like, she's strong enough of a protagonist now that she can just run scenes, you know, like, Although I've heard, okay, what do you think about this? I've heard criticisms that uh, losing Harry was a mistake and having just her and the Doctor, that's not as, as strong a lineup as from season 12. What do you think about that? You know, I really, I really like Harry and it would have been good to see him hang around, but then, the, no, it just wouldn't have worked with the stories. It just, yeah, it, which is a shame. Um, he's no, he's yeah, often like he's sidelined a lot, isn't he? Like in those stories in season twelve, he's kind of shunted off to the side and a bit of a waste, mm. really. Yeah. Oh. Research center. Uh huh. What do you think of that enormous satellite dish on the top that <laughs> they hastily superimposed? It's not great, is it? No. Does it? Oh, it needs a satellite dish though. For later on, for later on, it's an important. So that's probably why they. Oh, I see. I can't remember that. So I look forward to seeing why. Yeah. See so again, look that cut from location to studio. It's. Uh, it's just... they, ma they match it up really well. Yeah, that, I mean, that like... interior from the doors. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And I think generally they do. Um, in like Doctor Who throughout the 70s. It's just like the quality of film work and then the quality of video work. It's just like jarring against each other. Yeah. What's up with this fellow? Why is she going back to the TARDIS? I can't remember now. No, yeah, I was just thinking that. She's like, I'm off. Oh, you must have just said to the key, I'll meet you back there. I feel as if I've had the best of this story now. I'm going. Oh, that giant raisin again. <laughs> and now the TARDIS takes... It looks like it's like one weird mystery after another. Well, I think... Is that a Terranation thing? The TARDIS has to be out of, out of action or away oh, or course. not? Because... Destiny, it gets covered in, like, gets the rock falls. Planet of the Daleks, it gets all that stuff all over it. That's You've got right. to get rid of the TARDIS. Death of the Daleks, the power goes out. Keys of Marinus, they get put out from it. Genesis of the Daleks yeah. is not there at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess he thinks the TARDIS is just like an easy out. 
oh, this is hilarious. Like the strangled acting. Amazing. <laughs> she, gets in, she gets really in close, just ready to be strangled there. <laughs> it's like just getting to shots. So. Oh, it, look, it's Milton Johns. <laughs> Yay, from Enemy of the World. Oh, it's Benick, isn't it? I thought he was great in that. What, what a weasel he was in that. I know him from a late 80s, early 90s children's series called Happy Families. Okay. Which I used to love. And he played Mr. Creep the Crook. Mr. <laughs> Creep the Crook? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything beyond his Doctor Who stories. Oh, he's in Invasion of Time as well, isn't he? Oh, of course, um, yeah. Castellan Kellner. Yeah, he's really yeah. great in that as well. And he is really good in this. It's not his fault that the big twist about his eyes doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, yeah, that's a bit of a disappointment. So how? why does the Brigadier have an office here? That is a good question. Um, I'm sure you're expecting an answer. Because it's a research centre, isn't it? It's not a unit. It's not like a unit of HQ. No, and it's so weird that they mention him here and they mention him in Caesar. But they, uh, if you look at the behind the scenes, he was supposed to be in this and he was supposed to be in Caesar mm. Doom. And Nick Courtney was like, no, I'm kind of done now. Sorry. Yeah, you uh, you really miss him actually in, mm. in this. I'd say in both because you, in Caesar Doom, you get um, like a replacement uh, unit official in that and he's really dull. Mm. So the eye patch. Oh, the eye patch. As he never looks. <laughs> I just thought you could you could cover this with that eye patch off at all. You could cover it with a single line and just say he's been hypnotized not to look or something like that. You know, just just really they could really explain it easily, but no, it's, oh, it's just terrible. And you know, I know you do like a uh, fashion watch on two watch who, but double denim. Oh dear. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not a good look. <laughs> that is like the definitive Tom Baker look, though, isn't it? I I love. I really like the that grey jacket. I prefer the grey jacket. <laughs> what else does he wear? Oh, he wears like a a, a brownish one, doesn't he? Like a is it reddish? Mm, it's the, yeah, he's got the brownie one. Yeah. So here's another mystery. Unit is firing at him for some reason. And I love the fact that you can kind of undercut all those mysteries with one answer. It's a duplicate Earth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Whoa, it's like James Bond. This is really good stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's uh, Pertwee stuff in a way. I don't know. Actually, we wouldn't get Pertwee jumping off a building. But... My back, my back. Um... Where's Roger Delgado <laughs> yeah. to give me a massage? <laughs> Gosh, this is nearly the end of the first episode, isn't it? Like that. You're coming up to that it. Shoes, boy. Oh, you see that phone on the wall? My nan used to have a phone like that. I used to absolutely <laughs> love. I just pretend dialing people all the time. Oh, when it goes around yep. things, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, it takes ages though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People you got to just... like, phone the brigadier. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an emergency. <laughs> I'll be here for ten minutes. It's an android invasion. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Do you know something that's uh, quite interesting about this story? I maybe should leave it for the second episode because we are nearly at the end of the first one. Here now. we go. This is a good moment. This is a really good. Well, I unexpected. Wanna... I want to know what you think about the crowds. Oh, 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 oh no. Whoa! You see, well, this, that first shot of them looks great. Mm. It's just when you see them later on, that's the problem. They should always just be seen through a hole in the wall, and then that'll be fine. The the performances don't really help either, because you've got um, Zippy from Rainbow playing one of the crowds. And you can absolutely hear him kind of underneath the mask. That is a fantastic first episode. I think that that's up there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad we we managed to um, list all of the Terry Nation tropes that appeared there. He did not let us down. I mean, Terry Nation, that is actually that is a drinking game. (laughs) Thank God. Just watch all the part ones. That's all you need to do. 